Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Now, we want to introduce someone uh, to the show who is going to talk to us about economic justice and equality. And those are things that we are certainly considering and thinking about as we head into the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday weekend. Amir Kirkwood, he is the president and CEO of Locus, and he's going to talk about what he has been doing uh, with equitable community development financing. He's going to explain to us what that is. Uh, Good afternoon, Uh, Amir. How are you today? Welcome to Reality Check. Thank you so much, Tanya, for having me, and I really appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and to speak to your listeners today. Absolutely. Now, first of all, tell us what exactly Locus is and and what it does so that people understand uh, your frame of reference. Sure, absolutely. So Locus is what's called a community development financial institution. Uh, We're one of many organizations across the country that really were formed to help uh, communities uh, where the capital system is not working to ensure that everyone, no matter their background, location, race, uh, economic status, has access to uh, the capital that really builds economic stability, uh, creates healthy living environments, and also takes takes care of the climate and takes care of the environment as well. Uh, so what we strive to do at Locus is to build a capital system that centers community input and impact into our decision-making around how we might do things like lend or develop programs uh, that have a positive impact on communities. Um, Really specifically, uh, Locus is a bank. We have about $300 million in assets that we lend on a range of things from affordable housing finance to small business lending. Uh, We work on healthy food access projects as well as climate resiliency and community resiliency projects as well. But we also have the ability to manage money on behalf of other parties who also share those values, but don't necessarily have the infrastructure to do that type of financing. So that's kind of who we are. Um, Rooted in everything we do is a commitment to diversity and equity and inclusion uh, in our lending activity and how we treat our our staff, how we work in communities, Uh, Even the expectations we have from investors as well, that no matter what we do, uh, it's centered around creating equitable opportunities in communities. So how do most uh, people interact with you? And is it individuals or corporations that interact with you and in what ways? Sure. So for the most part, we are lending and interacting with businesses, Mm -hmm. nonprofit organizations, uh, foundations, Uh, even some anchor institutions like hospitals or the universities, and then obviously government as well. And what we're trying to do is help many of, help this sort of ecosystem of partners who all share an interest to some degree or another of, uh, you know, having economic impact in their communities built on equity. But they, again, they don't necessarily have the means or the infrastructure to do it. So, you know, you, you, it's wonderful foundations, I'm sure, in Philadelphia and across the country where they have the commitment of capital to do it, but they're not lenders at the end of the day. So they don't really uh, have the uh, staff and means to go out and source opportunities and then also to ultimately finance uh, businesses and other nonprofits and other organizations. And the other thing is they could work with banks and other sort of larger lenders, 
But those organizations don't have as their core mandate to really drive their capital directly towards impact in communities. So for us, we have a team of folks out there and they do directly go right to communities. Uh, Our headquarters is in Richmond, Virginia, for example, and there's a historic community called Jackson Ward that is really committed to uh, fostering and growing uh, new small businesses where historically there had been, uh, similar to Harlem or South Side of Chicago or many other communities, strong black business sectors that dissipated over time. Well, there are many new black entrepreneurs who are still committed to Uh, growing businesses in those areas. And what they're looking for is a banking partner who can be with them along the way, really understands that it's not just about capital. Often it's about culture. Uh, It's about the transition of what's happening in communities between uh, generations where what might have been an acceptable practice uh, for baby boomers may not be the standard that applies for Gen Z or millennial staff. And so what we're trying to do is make sure that we uh, are, are aware and not just centering capital, but also programs, uh, advice, uh, and then also advocacy where we can so that, you know, again, it leads to the ultimate economic stability of communities. Tell us a little bit more about the Jackson Ward Project. Uh, I understand that that has been kind of a uh, model program for increasing financial inclusion. So how has that worked? I think it's worked really well. I mean, first off, it is a partnership-driven approach to change in a community. And less shout-outs to us as a bank and more shout-outs to the community partners, uh, such as the Jackson Ward Collective and others, who have spent years thinking through not only just the market needs of the businesses themselves. You know, how many food restaurants do you need? How many small businesses do you need to cover services? But also thinking again about people because Jackson Ward, like many communities, also experiences racial change, has experienced some racial demographic changes. Mm -hmm. And for many of those businesses that have been there, uh, there was a need to have a partner who understood uh, just what it meant to be able to lend in an environment where there were changes to the demographics of the community and prevent conflicts from from enabling many of the existing black businesses to grow and thrive as communities change. Another factor is understanding the implications of real estate as, you know, as communities grow and they change, uh, often they become really expensive and the businesses that have long been members of those communities are not positioned to be able to afford the changes in uh, valuations of real estate right. uh, that they've been, you know, for where they've been for many years. So organizations uh, like Locus, what we do at our bank is work with those partners to try to find ways to finance uh, real estate in an affordable way Mm -hmm. so that the businesses that have been there can continue to thrive. Uh, Longtime homeowners and families who have existed in those communities can continue to be landlords in those communities versus having to just kind of sell out because the price of the real estate in that community has risen. So again, it's, so, it's more than just being a lender. It's actually being an embedded community partner. So this was an existing neighborhood in Richmond, Virginia, that uh, Locus worked with in order to help facilitate their financial and capital needs. Yes, that's correct. So the way we have done lending example, for example, if we've led to small developers, We've lived to small business owners. And generally speaking, when a small business owner in a community uh, such as Jackson Ward is looking to uh, get financing, it's often tied to both real estate and the sort of operations of the business itself. So what you're doing is you're thinking about what are the products that we have 
and the terms in which we can provide financing that enable that entrepreneur to be able to uh, finance both elements of it, the real estate that they need for the business to be housed, as well as the um, the operating company itself. And so for a, a lot of the businesses that are there that are um, seeking to take advantage of that, we developed something called the Economic Equity Fund. Uh, and what that was, was taking our own balance sheet of capital and then working with some philanthropic partners, uh, one one example being the Greater Richmond Community Foundation, mm-hmm. to build a build sort of a program and a fund that was really directed to be able to lend to uh, Black and Indigenous and women-owned businesses in that community. And then the, the key thing was to tie not just the lending capital, but also programmatic funding, technical assistance funding that's critical because often these businesses are led by by folks who really have a strong interest in building uh, business and their specialty runs to what they do. But their specialty isn't often the parts of what really make a business run, right? You know, the financial, financials, the auditing, all the other pieces around a business that are important for its long-term sustainability. So we did not just only lend uh, to those businesses in terms of debt, but also making sure we attached financing that supported all the other components of what made those businesses successful. And if you're just joining us, I'm Tanya Pendleton. This is Reality Check, and we are talking to the president and CEO of Locus. That's not Locust with a T because we have a Locust Street here. It's Locust with an S. And uh, Amir Kirkwood has joined us to talk about how uh, capital and access to capital can help rebuild our communities. Uh, Dr. Martin Luther King certainly believed in economic justice. And we know that capital uh, is one of the biggest obstacles to Black businesses sustaining themselves. So how is it that people can uh, work with companies like yourself? Because I feel like there are options out here and resources that people are not always aware of, particularly when they're trying to scale a business upwards. Yeah, I think that's exactly the right uh, challenge and, and and for an organization like us to try to address. I think the thing that we realized very early on was it is one thing, again, to build a bank. But if you're really going after creating a, an environment that creates real economic and racial justice, you have to understand that the borrowers are not always capitalized with the resources from day one right. that would make them eligible for for, for borrowing uh, in a traditional banking environment. So as a community development financial institution, again, we're, we are designed to be able to step past the level of where a traditional bank is able to go so that we can work with customers who do come with challenges or, or the need to build and develop other elements of their strategy or their business in order to get to successful lending. So one way in which we did that is we are actually also the host of what's called the Small Business Development Center. They have them uh, in Philadelphia as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we host the F- Small Business Development Center for the, what's called the Capital Region, Richmond, and the surrounding counties. And the reason we did that was the recognition that there are so many businesses along different levels of the spectrum. And it's not just uh, Black-owned businesses. There are businesses that are run or being developed by immigrants new to communities Mm -hmm. who really are dealing with also issues of sort of language barriers and other challenges. And so you realize so many businesses are coming from a different place. And so you need to have uh, some form of a uh, 
sort of a catch point where they can come in and then be where they are and get the type of help and support so that they can launch into a relationship with a bank that does create financing. So for us, the Small Business Center was a critical piece to that. And again, that became the place also where through our professionals who, who run that center, the, the type of honest conversations can occur where people do have the ability to express their concerns about the barriers that they may be facing, whether it's language, whether it's changing orientation and community, whether it's past experiences with financial institutions where they felt that they were dealing with some degree of bias that was limiting their ability to be successful. So by having those tools, having things like our economic equity fund uh, that does have different terms on its financing designed to allow for uh, new Black-owned businesses and Indigenous and women-owned businesses to come in, uh, it enables us to have kind of a full spectrum of capital available for businesses that, again, for me, most important thing is strips away biases that might prevent people from getting access or businesses from getting access to capital and puts them right on the right footing also in an honest way that says, here's where you are today to get to where you want to be we're going to help you look at the steps and we're going to help you with the steps. And then we're going to have capital that supports you along the way relative to where you are. Where you are. And again, it could be a grant that addresses technical assistance needs at some point. It could be an advisor from our small business, uh, small business center that's working with them. And then ultimately it might be capital. And then the capital itself is even really aligned with the type of businesses that the type of needs of businesses. So it can be a working capital line of credit. It can be real estate financing, but it's relevant to that individual borrower and that individual business's aspirations. That sounds very uh, fascinating because that we know that capital is a big obstacle to businesses. Yes. Now, your bank provides certain services, but for the average entrepreneur, small business owner, what steps would you recommend that they take uh, overall in order to gain more capital for their business or, or, or even just uh, in terms of seeking out resources? Yeah, I would... Uh... As a first step, just self-assess where not just that I want to build a business, but try to self-assess where you are in the cycle of what is needed to get a business. And that level of introspection and honesty is really necessary. The good thing is that there are partners who can help you. Like I mentioned, small business development centers. Yeah. I, I don't know the specific one in Philadelphia, but there are there is, I'm sure there are ones that can be good sources to start. Absolutely. I know there are other CDFIs in each market that uh, are another good starting point. In, in Philadelphia, one that is, I think, doing some really, there's a couple doing really amazing work. One is called Impact Fund, mm -hmm. uh, and another one's called PIDC, Philadelphia Industrial Development Corporation. Yeah. Dear friend of mine leads that one. Um, and the good thing, again, is that they have the type, they have a mission to get the type of capital in place that supports the ability for minority businesses to get financing, but they are by design mandated to also do what's called development services, which is how do I help you grow on all the areas that have nothing to do with the loan or nothing to do with the financing. Right. So I think those are really good starting points for a small business. Well, Amir Kirkwood, the president and CEO of Locus, and you can find out more information about Locus at locusimpact.org. 
www.realitycheck.org. Thank you so much for being with us on Reality Check today. We truly appreciate the information and your perspective. Thank you so much, Tanya, for having me. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 